Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please leave a review. I would love to know your thoughts on the episodes we've done so far, and your reviews also help other people discover the podcast. Thank you in advance and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Salmon, Certified Holistic Health Coach and author of You Can Afford to Be Healthy. And this podcast looks at a holistic approach to health from a multi-generational and multinational perspective of women of color. Today, I wanted to talk about vitamin E, vitamin E and folic acid. Right. They're really important if you're dealing with... Um, a high blood pressure mm-hmm. because they help to keep the blood pressure stabilized. Right. You know, at homeostasis, basically. So vitamin E and folic acid. Yeah. And vitamin E, like I know you like to put the oil on your face, right? And I use it actually on my lips sometimes, especially after last time you were talking about how dry my lips are. I went back right. to my, my vitamin E oil roller. Yeah. To as like a lip gloss type of thing. It's just vitamin E oil in like a lip gloss roller. Yeah. Um, but vitamin E, it helps to keep the immune system strong also against viruses. And right now everybody is getting sick, right? But they're food sources. So, you know, we do absorb nutrients from the things we put on our skin, but mm-hmm. we can also eat, you know, vitamin E through almonds, hazelnuts, uh, filberts. I've had some filberts this past week. Okay, filberts I'm not familiar with. They almost look like chickpeas a little bit, but they're nuts. Mm. They're called filberts. And um, sunflower seeds is a great source, and green leafy vegetables like spinach and broccoli. Okay, so that means I have enough vitamin E. Yes, you eating a lot of, and I know almonds. You love to eat a lot, oh. <laughs> unless that's changed. Mm-mm. <laughs> As a matter of fact, sometimes that's the only nuts I have here in sunflower seeds. Oh yeah. yeah, awesome. So that's what you snack on those. Yeah, and sunflower seeds are great to make dressings too, salad dressings. Okay, good to know. Do I'm you a- do you ever make uh, salad dressings with seeds? Um, yes. Yes. I just, I did, I don't make it with seed. What happened when I make my salad, I sprinkle the seeds over it. Mm. Yeah. That's fun too. And sometimes you can blend it in because um, it gives it like a different flavor. And oh, then like, for, it, if you blend it. Yeah. Okay. To make the dressing. What, you know, a little tip I have to give to everybody who like to make their, their salad dressing. If they if they use their smoothie cup and do your dressing, it comes out so nice and smooth. And you're talking about with a ninja blender, right? Yes, the ninja with mm-hmm. the smoothie cup, yeah. Mm-hmm. And remind me before the end of the pod- podcast of an emergency tip to give to people for that this season, just before the end, okay? For what? Oh, you want me to do it now? Yeah, why not? Okay. Every year, I don't know why, but I do. I don't get the flu, and I don't. Uh, I, the only thing that I get if I'm inside too much, and I, I keep uh, using my lips to soft my tongue to soften my lips because they get dry, and I don't put nothing on it if I'm inside. Mm-hmm. I get what you call fever blisters on mm. my, lips. and I got one on the right side of my lips. And I was in the kitchen, and something came to me and says, "Hmm." 
If garlic is an antibiotic, why not just slice the garlic and rub it there? I sliced the garlic. I mean, it was a whole lot of bumps that line off the right side of my lip. Mm-hmm. I sliced the garlic and I rub it on it. And guess what? The next day, it was dry like a chip. That's a tip I have to give to anyone who gets wow. this sir. It's called cold, uh, cold sore. Cold sore, yeah. Yes. Wow, that's pretty smart of you to think to do oh, that. It just came to my, well, you know, Sam, every day when I wake up, I ask God to give me wisdom. And he, mm-hmm. did, he, did, he did give it to me. Yeah. Because those things are embarrassing because when you get them and you go outside with it, people know what it is and say, what's wrong with your lip? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I use my garlic. So to everyone who trouble with that issue, like I do every year in the winter, mm-hmm. I get the garlic is good. Just cut your garlic, rub on it. I would not tell you use lemon or lime. Use your garlic. Right. Because the lemon or lime is going to burn it, right? It's too harsh. Yeah. Yeah. So... Where somebody have ringworm. This is what we used to use in Jamaica. Ringworm. You uh-huh. cut the lime and you rub that area where the ringworm is until the seeds start to bleed. The lime killed the germs of the ringworm. Hmm. And then they have a thing, a cream that they put over it after it bleeds called Nixoderm. And a lot of those older West Indian people would understand what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And those are just tips, you know? Yeah, yeah. So with the with the fever blister, you put the garlic on in the morning and it was gone by the next morning, so like 24 like hours? Morning it wasn't there. It was dry like chips. I mean, dry. There's no... Because fever blister, it looked like water inside of it. So before oh. it that big stage, you feel it coming up, you see it, or you, you actually see it, you just rub the garlic in it. I see. I garlic see. is also good for if you get a cut, you know? Yeah, I know, like, in my house, some people like to put cayenne pepper on it. No, 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 I put garlic. <laughs> it I stops put... the bleeding, and yeah, it allows or... the, 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 um, the sore to heal up faster. Well, cayenne pepper can stop heart attack, that I know. Mm-hmm. You put it underneath your tongue. So, like, normally when you have a fever blister, it would just be on you for how many days? Oh, my goodness. If you're allowed to come out, it can stay on you for days. Oh, okay, so it when this sore, so you kill the germ while it's growing. Yeah. So yeah. when so when you did this, it hasn't been back, and it's been so how many days since you did you um, you put the garlic on? Like about three, four days ago. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Just the dry, the dry stuff. Like you can feel it is dry. Mm-hmm. But that will eventually go away each time you wash your face. But you, it's not visible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is kind of, we'll come back to the folic acid, but I have this in my head right now. Um, I met this woman yesterday because I'm part of this program now called the Food Leaders Lab mm-hmm. uh, with the LA Food Policy. And I met this woman there who owns a farm. She's from New York, actually. Mm-hmm. She's from Orange County, New York. And I'm like, I didn't even know there was an Orange County, New York. Have you heard of it? Yes. Orange County. Yeah. yeah. So, um, pretty big in us, it's big, yeah, yeah. I never went like upstate, so she has a farm here now, mm-hmm. and and she's well, she's working on this farm. I, I, I think this, or she owns the farm now. Mm-hmm. No, it's a non profit owned farm, and she's the executive director. So, 
she first started volunteering there about, I think, 10 years ago. And so the past two years now she's been running the farm. Mm-hmm. And so we were just talking about that. And it reminded me of you when she was saying, you know, there's something so powerful about like when you actually grow the food that you use yes. to prepare. And I was thinking about you and, and um, you know, like New York in the big city, you don't really have most of us, we don't have the space to grow a lot of stuff. Right. But growing herbs is, is something that if you have a kitchen and a window should be feasible. Right. Yeah. And so I just wanted to know, like, how are your herbs going? Because I know you had like a few things, mm. especially now it's winter. By the sauna that, you know, I'm disappointed. They what all, happened? They all died. Are you serious? And I have one little piece of herb holding on by two leaves. Which one? Um, it's a sweet mint. It's it's a mint that, oh. yeah, it's a sweet mint. You can cook with it. You can make tea with it. I don't remember the name of it, but if when you squeeze it, the leaf is like watery, like uh, it has a lot of liquid in it. But it's holding on by two leaves. But wintertime in New York is not, unless you have your house set up with certain lights or certain things. And I know, I know how you're supposed to do it, but my house is not the best. See, cause you would have to you would have to clear out a room for that I'll probably clear out the dining room completely and turn it into a herb room. And you know you don't really have like big parties like you used to before, so that seemed like. But I have big furniture. You would just need to like sell it, basically. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you was something you were in, because I know like some people who, you know, when they're really passionate about something, they yeah. will you know, turn but, a whole space. Yeah, but you know, honestly, what I'll do, I'll satisfy with the the months that it can grow outside on the patio. I'm I'm okay with that. Because and what, when does that start? In the spring? In the spring. Anywhere from March come right up. March, I start to do my seedings inside. And from March come right up until uh, September going into October, you move them inside, you know? Mm-hmm. Then I can reap them and bottle them and stuff. I'm okay with that. So when you um you start seeding in March, when are you able to start picking the stuff and using them? Oh, like in the middle of the summer. Oh, okay. By the end of the summer, whatever left over, you bottle them or you dry them and bag them, and which is what I did, you know? Yeah. So you know I'm a planner. So like if I were to do that, I'm just thinking like I would use the winter time to like really educate myself and plan right. everything out so that when seeding time come, I'm ready to start moving on it. So now it'd be a good time, like for those trying to learn, right. going on YouTube and just kind of getting their head wrapped around how to up. even go about it. Right. I remember I got two organic seeds. I actually bought them from this place in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And for kale, two different types of kale. And I don't even know where those seeds are now because we've moved and I never planted them because I just didn't have the space. <laughs> and um, so now they're just kind of lost. But anyway, I just I thought of you and I thought of that. And that's one of my long term goals, too. I think like once I start to make more space in my schedule, like actually right. getting my hands dirty, which yeah. will be a huge mental shift for me because, you know, I don't like to get dirt in my nails. For a lot of people's <laughs> apartments, and if you have a big window, 
Um, because I used to live in an apartment once, and I used to really utilize that apartment when I was younger. Mm-hmm. It, I used to have so much plants in there, and the window helped because the sun comes in. So if you have a big window, you can get you can get a window um, planter. And, and you don't have to go outside on the window. You can sit inside on the window. And you mm-hmm. can plant as much herbs and spices as you can in there if your window is big. Because that's what I do on my patio. I I, I use it very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The soil that is left out there, because I have um, the window, not the window, I have right around the patio, they are made from concrete. So mm-hmm. what I do, I refill fresh soil in there every time, and I plant my stuff. And they come out very nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. When you walk up, you smell nothing but herbs. Yeah. And that mint, when you told me about the mint, I was just thinking of, banana ice cream like i would just take some frozen bananas put some mint leaves in there and make some like raw vegan ice cream or something with mint mm-hmm. i know i could taste it <laughs> i could that's, taste it that's plantation in florida we are visited in december that is ideal oh yeah 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 he has he has un- my uncle he yeah. has a huge like his whole thing he has going on in the back, all the food that he's grown. Like, what's all the food he have growing there? Such wonderful nature. He has mangoes. He has coconuts. He has um, papaya. Oh, my goodness. Papaya like you never see it before. Avocados, peppers, yam, all kind of stuff going on back there. He could basically just feed himself everything. And that's what he enjoys. He likes to go to cut his own, I mean, pick his own banana, cook his own banana, you know? Mm-hmm. Very nice. And you know what I see cool that's happening here in um, in California? They have, uh, like, a lot of homes, they're growing, like, lime trees and orange trees and stuff like that, right? So they have these citrus roots growing on trees. Yeah. Or they're growing some other things in the yard. And, like, the place that I was um, yesterday is like a a co-op market. It's it's a nonprofit, and they actually have a relationship with the neighbors, residential neighbors. So, like, let's say for example, you live there and you have your herbs growing, they will buy the herbs from you mm-hmm. and sell it in the store. Mm-hmm. And so, you as a homeowner, you know, you make a little bit of money, and the market and the community can benefit from the foods that you've grown. So you're basically buying food from your neighbors. I'm glad to hear that because this is a sad story I'm getting ready to tell you. What happened? In Florida, um, there is they passed this law. You can't grow oranges. They cut down everyone. They go around and cut down people orange trees because the orange growers who grow orange to sell them, their orange probably wasn't selling. You could research it because maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I heard about this uh, started like a long time ago. I'm just, yeah. I'm trying to figure out why they so we mad at orange get, trees. <laughs> you get so much oranges when I go and visit my brother. He don't have one orange tree. They had to cut it down. That's crazy. Yes. And um, there was another tree. I think it's Aki tree. They cut it down to anything that they think that people are benefiting from. And it's very sad. Yeah, we need to, like, this is one of the things, like, for the people who are engaging in politics, like, these are one of the policy things, you know what I'm saying? Like, why? What's the logic behind this? And how can we reverse this? Because we're not really benefiting the health of our community by limiting 
these yeah. healthy foods, you know, like Aki trees, like I don't even understand why that would be an issue. That's crazy. Okay. And especially in a time like now where you have Trump with this whole war with the Democrats, right? And people aren't getting paid, you know, kids, yeah. kids and families still need to be fed and they're not getting paid. Right. So tough. then don't you think don't yeah. you think food is like a human right right like we should all like have access to food and if you're able to grow your neighbor is able to grow food to sustain your life then you don't have to be dependent on you understand yeah. it's like the whole system is just like it makes me so annoyed but let me tell you there's a lot going on and there's something i have to discuss with you but we'll do it off here so we'll leave the politics alone because <laughs> i read something this morning that made my blood run very cold all right so and let's and you cannot even voice your opinion no more not even about things about the government but i'll share it with you oh yeah yes. I, I heard some things yes when we get offline we'll share it <laughs> <laughs> that's why i don't have smart tv you don't what i have a smart tv <laughs> I refuse to bring in one. Yeah, well, see, even with the laptops, they I used to. I don't do it anymore because I'm like, whatever. These people, you know, Sam. No, I my <laughs> comments to myself. I will not voice it because I think, as Americans, mm -hmm. we are losing our freedom of speech little by little. Yeah, I cannot speak no more. Whatever is this is why you have so much people go depressed and go crazy. Because they cannot get to peak what's on their mind. They have well, to suppress it. Yeah, and I'm totally against that. And like everybody, we all just need to continue fighting and just being bold in our authentic selves and um, pushing for what we believe in, you know? Yes. 100%. Yeah. Because the, the moment we give up and we give in, they, you know, the forces we don't want to take over, take over. You know, you know, and that's not what life is really all about. No, my, my fight is prayer. I fight with prayer. I fight with praying because I know mm -hmm. my prayers do not go unanswered. Right. That's true. I can that's, testify to that. That's one power <laughs> that I fight with on that I, I use to fight, to fight is prayer. Yeah. I and all of it's important. I, yeah. I don't comment too much on things. I just, you know, it's like <laughs> uh, faith without work is dead. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My faith is praying. That's my work to pray, and God do the rest. Well, let just we're gonna move into folic acid, right? So folic acid, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, since we're not gonna talk about Trump, let's talk about folic acid. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, folic acid is not just good for pregnant women, but like I said, it's great to regulate the blood pressure. And we also get these from leafy green vegetables. The theme of the day is okay, eat your green thing. vegetables. Sorry, back up a little. Yeah. I'd like to know that. What did you say? It's not good for pregnant women? No, it's not just good for pregnant women because they, because oh. folic acid is very popular with pregnant women because the doctors tell them, you know, eat a ton of folic acid oh, or like take oh, these supplements or whatever. Yes, yes. But it's even if you're not pregnant or even not a woman, like you're a man, you know, we all should be consuming folic acid. Right. And so you get this from like spinach, from citrus fruits, like oranges, which is why like government of Florida, like 
what's going on? You know, we need our oranges. It's politics again. You know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were talking about yesterday in the Food Leaders Lab is that food is very political. Like food touches everything. It touches every part of our lives. And this is why it's so, it's such a huge bear of a topic. Mm-hmm. You know, this is how like disenfranchised people can be really affected through food and mm-hmm. how, um, you know, like through food, you see the, the, the wealthy and the poor and, you know, how they're affected and, and the impacts on their lives. When you talk about longevity of life, you know, you mm-hmm. can have one neighborhood that's right next door to another neighborhood and that wealthier neighborhood that's next door to the poor neighborhood will have like 10 or eight years longer lifespan than the neighborhood right next door to it, you know? And so you'll have like, um, I was talking to this woman who used to work with an organization called Policy Link and she, you know, does talks globally about the issues, you know, surrounding um, race and all of these things and like uh, disenfranchisement and wealth disinvestment and all these kinds of things Mm -hmm. and the impacts. and. She mentioned that in South L.A., like they had more liquor stores in South L.A. than 10 or 13 whole states individually in America. Wow. It was concentrated in that area and they didn't have any grocery stores. And this is when we talk about food deserts, Mm -hmm. why that's a problem. You don't have a grocery store yet. You have all these liquor stores, you know, and and we're talking about the health of the community, right? Who is suffering from type 2 diabetes the most? Who's suffering from obesity and hypertension, cardiovascular disease the most? Um, Cirrhosis of the liver, you know, kidney failure. Who's suffering from these things the most? They tend to be in poor neighborhoods, you know, and that's where it's like the government really could be doing more, especially since we pay them so much money, Mm -hmm. you know, they could be doing more to support the health instead of supporting the sick care system because they are subsidizing this whole sick care system. It's just really annoying. Well, I took a survey of my community, and I tell you, I'm very, um, very disappointed because I always say it, in every block, there is two Chinese restaurants and two liquor store and two drug store. What's wow. the that? And you can't find a health food store nowhere on my block. For me to get to a health food store or a healthy food store, I have to go to my community. Thank God that by the request of me and many others in my little um, supermarket that I shop for emergency, they are stocking now more healthier food. Mm-hmm. It's very sad to see what's happening to the community. Yeah. Chinese restaurant in every block, a drugs, two drugstore on one block. Now, why do we need two drugstore on one block? Right. Fried chicken across the street. Why right. do we need fried chicken drugstore and liquor store just surround their neighborhood and no health food store. And you know, one thing she mentioned that I did, I wasn't even aware of because I brought to her attention your situation where, you know, you asked, uh, I forget what grocery store, but I said, you know, a local grocery store to have these healthier options. But you mentioned that part of the issue is the grocery store saying that there's not enough demand. And she says, you know what? I don't buy that. And she said that these grocery stores, when they're in poor neighborhoods, their mm-hmm. insurance is higher because of redlining that's still happening. You understand? Yes. 
you pay more insurance. So your cost of operation is higher in the poor community. And so these are part of, you know, part of the issues that's going on. Even if you're trying to encourage, you know, these grocery stores or health food stores to have these healthier options, they have a heavier burden than the one that's in the wealthier neighborhood. And so you'll see that the wealthier neighborhood, it's easier for them to get certain stuff going in. So like a lot of these issues, you know, we really need to be really honestly like fighting and talking about it a lot. I think if we talk about it a lot and actually talk to the people we elect who we are paying, right. To (laughs) just pay attention to these things. You know, when we put pressure on, the only thing we have to to give, especially if we don't have the money, is pressure. Yeah, our our voice. Yeah, Yeah. our voice. To really make it burn for them. Like Kamala Harris. I love that she's like using this opportunity to go on all the different shows to talk about the effect that's happening on the people with this government shutdown. She wants Mm -hmm. to really burn this into the minds of everyone. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) make this be a lesson, you know. And... um. I love that, you know, Yeah, that fierceness. We have to do it because if we don't do it, who's going to do it? But one of the things that really hurt me, I guess, I can't say hurt me, but disappointed me that I learned yesterday was that when you do policy work, it takes 10 plus years to see it actually happen. It works very slow. It's so slow. Mm -hmm. And so when you you have to go into it with the intention that you may not benefit from this, but your children or grandchildren, the next generation basically will benefit. So that that's already made history, though. I mean, especially even among black people, mm-hmm. the people who've been fighting for us. And uh, look at somebody like Martin Luther King. Okay, coming up to his birthday, and you know, a nice time to talk about him. We don't mm-hmm. want to come blind, but we talk about people who've been fighting for us. Look how many years they fought for, for, for the rights and freedom of people. And look, you understand what I'm saying? Right, right. Fighting about the things that he talk about. We're still fighting. Yeah. Okay. So. Yep. History just keep repeating itself, you know, like. A lot yeah. of people died and gone. They, they, up there, they, were, they were in the front line for us. They died and. And we as people of color, though, we have to do more. We have to do more. We can't just be easily laid back. And so I just think we have to do more and we can do more. Yeah. Yeah. We have to do more. And I mean, with the policy thing, having that in mind, that patience is key and being a parrot, basically repeating the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, because you have to keep these people engaged, you know, um, until you see what you want actually happen in your community. Yeah, the politician have to exercise humanity, though, because a lot of these people are getting um, getting their position, but they're not very, they don't exercise humanity, and without that, we can't go forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't go forward, because it's just too much poverty, too much things going on right now that it just made me very sad. And that's the other thing, is building wealth. We need to build wealth. That's the fastest way I see to make a change is to get rich and put the money into the things you care about. You know, we discuss that with you when we get offline. <laughs> Remember, we have a we have an after show meeting. Yeah, we have an after show meeting. Right. I'm making notes so you don't yeah. forget. So on that line, then um, also beans is a great source of folic acid. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I'm beaned out. 
What kind of beans have you been eating this past week? You know, you know, Sam, we go through this all the time. <laughs> Black beans. Black beans is my favorite. I don't like red beans because the like kidney beans. Kidney beans. There's something that about it that it's like really like trashy, like like gnawing, no, like texture of the taste. I love it. But when oh. I did I get terrible heartburn, I don't know why. Oh yeah, maybe it's but just not for you. Are, you know that I make a 16-bean soup once a month because mm-hmm. I make other soup because I make soup every week, but it's different kind of soup. But my 16-bean soup, I love very much. I don't know if you know about the 16 beans. From Costco? No, the regular supermarket. Oh, they have a 16-bean? Yes. Trader What's the Go- brand name? Trader Goya, but Trader Joe have 17. <laughs> they trying to outdo the competition. Yeah, try to drop something. As a matter of fact, I bought it once. I mean, I, I don't it? understand. Like, what? What? How? I didn't even know there were seventeen different types of beans. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, my ten talent um, book, the ten talent book I have. Cookbook. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you should see the amount of beans they have. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Ten talents. That will be the book recommendation in the yeah. show notes for this. Yeah. You got to grab that book, 10 Talents. I think I posted it. I'll show it to you already. Well, post a picture of the beans. I want to see what kind of beans we oh, okay. have that can make up 17 different types right. of beans. Okay, I will. Because I only, I, I don't see 17 types in the store when I go. Yeah. No, because some of the store don't carry every bean. What you have to do, you have to go to like an international market mm-hmm. and then you'll see them. I had yesterday black eyed peas. Black eyed peas, collard greens, and cornbread. It was <laughs> black eyed peas is my all vegan. Peas of all the peas, and then you have kidney beans. I love kidney beans, not kidney. Sorry, pigeon peas. Pigeon peas. Well, that's the same thing. No, ki- no, kidney and pigeon is two different. No, black eyed peas and pigeon peas is the same. No, it's not. No, baby, it's not. Don't, don't listen. No, you have a lot of West Indian listening to you. <laughs> Pigeon I'm pe- looking it up pigeon now. Pigeon is called gandules in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Pigeon it's different peas. from black eye bean. Black eye beans up. It's it's in a class by itself. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know why I always thought those were pigeon. I mean, they look so similar. Gandules, gandules, and pigeon peas is the same. It's just two different words. Well, then I had pigeon peas yesterday. Well, pigeon peas is more witty than use that a lot. Black eyed I'll, peas. I'll, I'll, they look exactly the same, though. Mm-mm. They're different. I don't know what I had yesterday. I don't oh. know if it's black eyed peas or or pigeon peas. No, I think yeah. If it's black, they look peas. exactly the same. If it's black, pigeon peas is brown. Talking to a, a woman who used to plant beans, so I'll send them to you. Used to plant beans back in Jamaica, yes. Are you to... serious? There's so yes, much yes. new I don't even know about you. Oh man, but some I tell you that we used to. My father used to. He was a um. He was a farmer. He used to cultivate stuff. And beans was one of them. Beans was one of them. We we with pigeon pieces. What we used to have to pick every season. Wow. So you know how to grow all the stuff. Yes, I do. We we used to eat a lot of beans. You know, I'm 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 a country girl, Sam. Y'all had a balanced diet. You really didn't need to buy oh, anything. Oh, we we only we only came here for further education. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So like so then when I'm ready to start planting and gardening, then I need to call you then. You know how to grow all this stuff. I mean, if I could grow beans. I'll just have to refresh my memory. That's the staple of everything. 
Yes. Honestly, if I could grow beans, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So move on, darling. <laughs> All right. We moving on. Um, I wanted to do a quick mention, alert, alert, in December. Um, it was it came out that the skins of avocado FDA released um an alert or message or whatever that um there's listeria and um what's the other thing? Uh, salmonella. Yeah. Listeria and salmonella on the skin of avocados. And even though most of us are not eating the skin, there are some avocados where you eat the skin, but most of us are not eating the skin. But even when you cut the knife through the avocado, those um, goes in. But can they I go in. Thing? Yeah. And I said it before, whenever you bring your, your fruits and your vegetable home, wash them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Salt and vinegar is a good wash for your vegetables. Yeah. I I wash everything. I wash I sometimes I run the water over the ripe banana. You know what it is? Yeah. Those things though. Because people hands touching the stuff and I'm very right. with touching. Although I'm not gonna <laughs> eat it. I don't like people touching that's why I do not. I do not eat fruits from the store that's already cut up. Oh no, I don't. Uh, when people send me edible like the basket, yeah, I take it up inside the bathroom and, and put it in the shower and wash it off because it pours out the water. And I take wow. them up and, and freeze them to make smoothie. But I don't like edible. Like people who send it to me, I always beg them, do not send me those. I appreciate it, but don't send it to me because I don't like anyone cut up fruits and peel fruits and cut it for me because they have to be washed first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The salad that say triple wash, I you wash it again. again. Yes, <laughs> and vinegar and salt is good to wash your salad because you're actually help seasoning it too. Honestly, you remind me so much of my husband with all of that. What you say? <laughs> I told you, me and me and I can grow up the same way, you know. Yeah, I mean, you both grew up on a farm, so I guess you've seen a lot of things. Whereas, like, no. Remember, though, growing up on a farm, things were organically grown. Yeah, I still wash them. Yeah, rain water that wash our stuff. Sometime after the rain, we go and pick our stuff. So when we pick them, they already clean. So you know, I know people that work in the food industry, right? Yes. And it turns out that you know a lot of these juice bars and like healthy food places, like they're not washing the produce. Let me tell before you. they make stuff with it, which is I just. I came crazy. Guys, I came to you guys' places, right? Mm -hmm. Your place when you Ertilling Cafe. When you guys were putting that place together. Yeah. And when I watched and see how you people operate, I said, Dear God, dear God, how these people gonna manage working so hard. Right. You people were so <laughs> skeptical of everything. Oh no. Don't wash it here. Wash it over here. You don't wash things that you wash it here. You don't do this. You do it over I said, Oh my God. Well. That Thanks was to Chicago Health Department. They make sure you... <laughs> no, but you they're know. not watching you. But what I'm trying to say, you people were doing it even before they came in and tell you what to do. Yeah, it's honestly, I can tell you, I have, spent, I have spent so much time in that store individually power washing the kale leaves. Because you know how those little bugs like to climb up in the thing? I would power wash each one of them because it's like we're not going to feed people stuff we wouldn't eat and i wouldn't eat that you know <laughs> so 
Yeah, we did take pretty immaculate care. And it was hard work. Some very it was a lot of work. And so that's, that's probably one of the issues is that, you know, when you're running a food fast food service, um, you kind of eat up your profit margins by being on that level of detail like we were. Yeah. In order to compensate for that, you have to probably we would have had to maybe double or triple our prices. And of course, there's a limit to how much you can sell a bottle of juice or whatever for. And then also besides that, the people we wanted to cater to, we knew wouldn't be able to afford certain things, you know, so you're, it's almost like a social enterprise. I feel like that's what we were running without calling it that because we were so conscious about all these different things. We want high quality stuff. We want healthy stuff. We want people to be able to afford it. People like us, you know, um, and also make a profit so that we can pay our staff well and keep this place hard, running well. Video, the way you guys was running that place with organic and all that stuff, to be honest, mm-hmm. you weren't being paid well. <laughs> but yeah. let's move on. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of lessons learned, but I but there are limitations within the industry. So, it's, you know, from someone who's on the outside, you know, just be mindful that you know, when you eat out, they're not going to give that kind of care right. that you would in your own kitchen. Right. Yeah. Okay. And the the last thing I wanted to talk about before we cut off uh, yeah. without, you know, being too long on the podcast today, but Tylenol, we talked before about, you yeah, know, I saw that thing is sent to me. Yes. Okay. About children taking mm-hmm. Tylenol because mm-hmm. like some doctors actually tell pregnant women that it's okay for them to take Tylenol, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And this is where I love this line. So I'm going to post links to two great articles um, about the studies that have been done on Tylenol and the effects on children. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to post them in the show notes, but there was this great line in one of them that actually two great lines, but one of them I really want to highlight right now is this line. No physician has the time to study all current literature on every drug they administer, Mm -hmm. which is why it's better for you to be asking about the safety from people who do peer review studies or the people who study the studies, right? Because the doctor doesn't have the time. And that- All he does is going off of the training he received however long ago, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> and they have this mindset, well, everyone else is doing it. It must be fine. You know, not to say that all the doctors don't study, but you don't know the breadth of their study. And like I said, there's numerous studies going on simultaneously all the time, Right. So when it comes to taking chemical drugs, please research, you know, you know, research and see what the latest studies are and make a determination for yourself um, on that. But you know what it is? I think it's called self-educate because this is what they're talking about, medication. This is something from way back when I was taking care of my mom. Mm-hmm. And I used to help and do the research on her medicine. And I would go into the doctor's office with her on her, her appointed time. And I would say to the doctor, well, you know, doc, I researched this one. Why don't you try this one? But you have to have a doctor who you can work with. Talk to, yeah. And the doctor know that you're not an idiot, that you're doing your homework. <laughs> yeah. When you go to a doctor's office, you're only a number. When yep. you're home, you're a person. 
in the doctor's office, you're only a number because you have a whole lot of people to look after. So, yes, I don't hold him, you know, responsible too much for that because they have to move fast, you know, like assembly. Mm -hmm. Right. So they have prescription this reference, which is very open to everyone. You mm -hmm. can search your medicine. Like if the doctor gives you a prescription before you even take it, you can research it. Right. But and I, so I think time all a long time ago. I didn't know people still give, you know, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I heard recently, and I'm not sure if it was from you or from me, what inspired to talk about this, but I, I know for sure that within the last six months, I was hearing this woman um, pushing Tylenol for her own small child who is four or less, right, in age, and also pushing another mother who has a, um, I think he's 12 months now at this point. Babies. Um, yeah, babies, basically, pushing mm -hmm. Tylenol on them. And this is something I never dream of, that babies will be taking painkiller. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, that's what I'm just like, the, the level of brainwashing, like, it, like it, it doesn't make any sense to me. So I just don't, I don't understand being a mother and birthing this thing and just like drugging the baby up. Like, I just don't get it. Uh, you know, I'm from old school, so I don't know. Cause I don't remember giving my baby them medicine at that tender age, you know? Mm -hmm. And we got sick, I'm sure. Oh, of course. Why? Because <laughs> it seems like babies get sick a lot. Yeah. But you know, you weren't a sickly baby though, Sam. No? No, you wasn't a sickly baby. I don't have any record of that. But you breastfed me. Um, for, for a few weeks. I was a vaginal birth. Yes. And Chucky was too. And, um, and uh, I eat uh, pretty healthy with you. Other than the, the, the charcoal burger that I was craving for in this earlier stage but i used to eat pretty healthy with you chucky was the one who really suffered because i couldn't keep down anything but with you i had an appetite i was 197 pounds before i give birth to you oh that's a healthy weight <laughs> wait, 190, sorry 193 and i pray to god don't let me be 200 but yeah yeah but you were a healthy baby Ch chucky um Chucky, no, because everything I eat, I bring it back up. So he wasn't, he wasn't getting much, you know. And that was your first. Yeah, and he ended up with <laughs> asthma. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. like, yeah. But um, I give God thanks because I listen sometimes about these babies and the things they go through. I give God thanks that my, I have two healthy children. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to run down some of the effects of Tylenol on these children, first of all, it causes cognitive problems. It's um, neurotoxic to developing brains. So pregnant women absolutely should not be taking them. Even if your doctor said so, do the research, bring the studies to your doctor. Exactly. If you're pregnant, do not take this. It's yeah. not safe. Per the primary manufacturer of acetaminophen, which is basically what is in Tylenol in the U.S., they acknowledge that the drug was never has never been shown to be safe for brain development when used during pregnancy or in childhood. Okay, um, there's a few studies. There was a team of scientists and doctors working at the University of Bristol in England, and they analyzed data and concluded that children exposed to acetaminophen prenatally, which means you're in birth, right, yeah. are at increased risk of multiple 
behavioral difficulties. Mm -hmm. They found considerable evidence indicating the association. Then there's the Center of, for Research in Environmental Epidemiology in Barcelona, Spain, where a team of a dozen clinicians and scientists published their study in 2016, linking acetaminophen with autism and ADHD. Uh -huh. Okay. Then uh -huh. there's an, another paper, an original paper that identified a connection between neuropsychiatric disorders and acetaminophen. And this was published by um, this man, Steve Schultz, while he was at the University of California at San Diego. And he co-authored it with this other woman um, who's a professor over and director of um, the Masters in Public Health program at the University of Illinois. And then there were four scientists. I mean, these are just a few studies. I, I'm saying right. and then, but these are just a few that I'm highlighting. But I'll post a link to the article that goes in detail on all the studies. And there's a lot of them. Um, four scientists, including a research scientist um, named Brandlestuen, or I can't remember. His name is hard to pronounce. But there's a group of them in the Department of Pharmacy at the University of Oslo, which is in Sweden, I believe. They co-authored a study showing the connection between adverse neuro neurodevelopment and acetaminophen use mm -hmm. during pregnancy. And the second article, it shows Tylenol kills emotions as well as pain. And this, this line right here was the most powerful for me. Considering it took the FDA 32 years after what? its own expert panel told the agency in 1977 that it was obligatory to put on the warning label of Tylenol products that it caused severe liver damage. Whoa. We are doubtful that this information will be disseminated widely anytime soon, which is why I'm mentioning it here. And I'm hoping you guys are going to share this podcast with as many people as possible it because yeah, the, these things are not being shared. Like we talked about policy changes takes 10 plus years. These studies take forever. Okay. And then when you have the studies, like, you know, like it's common knowledge now that, you know, these drugs can cause liver damage, but it took them 32 years for the FDA to make that, you know, mm -hmm. a thing where they have to put it on the packaging, you know. But I heard this long before, though, because um, remember when they took Vioxx off? What? Biox is a painkiller. It's for pain, and they took it, took it off the market because they find out it was damaging people's kidney. Mm. And so is painkillers. That's what it does. It damages your kidney and your liver. And you know what? To be honest, all these chemicals will damage the kidneys. They're going to do some damage to the kidneys because your kidneys have to filter all of the toxic waste. That's the job of the kidneys. And mm. so if you're putting lots of toxicity in, you are burning out. <laughs> this organ, you know? Yeah. It's not, it's really, it wasn't meant for that. Mm. It wasn't meant for, for that huge of a toxic load. So as I always say, and you said, and that's your, that was the sign in your, in your cafe, let me, let food be your medicine. Let medicine be your food. Absolutely. And if we keep on holding on to that, we will not be consuming too much medicine. But then, yes. then again, that's a lot of politics right there. So we have to be, you know, Right. So on that note, <laughs> we'll move on to the after show off air. Right. But um, did you have any closing comments? Let food be your medicine. Let medicine be your food. 
and yes. ask God for wisdom and he'll open up your eyes. It's wisdom and understanding. It works very well. Have a blessing. Thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe so you're notified on all our future episodes when they're released.